Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Purifying Truths with A-Star. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. We have a phenomenal guest with us this morning, PJ Agnes. Now, some of you may not have heard of PJ, but he is the founder of Archangel Protective Intelligence. PJ teaches self-defense. So you think, oh, what does that have to do with purifying truths? You just wait. You're going to find out because we are in for a treat today. He also has a protective intelligent agency and he has done martial arts and MMA. This is going to be exciting. Not only all of that, but PJ has also published two books Guess what the topic is? Of course, it has to do with self-defense. The first one is called Lessons in Personal Protection. And the next one is Combat Secrets of Camp X. So excited to have you on the show today, PJ. How you doing? Uh, I am doing really well today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, we've been kind of chatting online back and forth and have interacted in a lot of ways and I was really excited to do this today because I have to tell you your positivity and just your your commitment to always being uplifting is something that I have come to really adore about you so I was really excited to talk to you today. You're too kind, too kind. Thank you so much for the compliment. We're going to jump right in, PJ. Tell me, what motivated you to teach self-defense? You know, I think it's just the... It's just the idea of keeping people safe and being able to really do a service for people. You know, we can't be... We can't all be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. We can't all save the world that way. And I certainly can't be everyone's bodyguard all the time. But I can teach them how to defend themselves. I can teach them how to be safe. And hopefully I can serve people that way. Oh, you provide such a phenomenal service and all of us, you know, whether we live in Bloomfield Hills or we're living in um, the backwoods, you know, we all want to feel safe. It's something that we need, you know, to feel safe wherever we are and certainly think that your service is phenomenal. So let's think about it and talk about it a little bit. When we think about people being um afraid or feeling unsafe we usually think of what media portrays so it's probably some little old fragile woman or you know the single mom with kids that's distracted but tell us a little bit about who you find um predators will look at when they're looking for someone to attack it's a really great question and this is something i wanted to touch on while you were talking about that because being safe and feeling safe are very related. I want to give people a sense of power. I want to make them feel safe. Because predators are often looking for people who are afraid, who don't feel safe. Those people are much less likely to put up a fight. 
those people are much easier to control. So when you feel safe and you feel powerful and you walk around with a sense of power, that's when you are least likely to find yourself in a physically dangerous situation. So the way you carry yourself is extremely important. You don't want to appear distracted, but you don't want to be like a scared little bunny always looking over your shoulder either. You want to walk with confidence and purpose, and that is going to keep you safe and keep you out of physically having to defend yourself. But anyone can look like a victim. Anyone can look downtrodden and distracted and look like an easy target. And that's the main thing that I want to really get through to people is don't look like an easy target because that's when you're going to endanger yourself. Indeed. Sometimes we have to, as my mom would say, fake it until you make it. Um, oh, God, background... yes. I, yes, I am 100% on board with that. You can't always fake it until you make it. I mean, you can't go into an operating room and fake, you know, knowing right. how to perform brain surgery until you make it. But this is one of those things where you can hold your head up high, put your shoulders back, and power through your day. Absolutely. Coming from a big city, um, we always knew who the people were that were tourists because they'd be looking up at the buildings mm -hmm. and they'd be all in awe. And so as a little girl, I learned, you know what? You look forward, you make eye yes. contact, you know? So those things are things that you're teaching that we know on the inside, but many times we forget. We're not um, cognizant of what we're actually doing, even though we know what to do. So that's why I think that what you're doing is even more important because it's enforcing that which we already know. Yeah, absolutely. Just that us being a little more cognizant, like you said, of the way that we go about our day, of the way that we live our lives, mm -hmm. will make us much safer and will make those around us safer and will really improve our lives. You know, we go through life kind of on autopilot. Mm -hmm. I've had some times where I, I'll get in my car in the morning and I'll zone out listening to something, and I'll get to work and go like, oh man, I'm really sketchy about the details of even driving here. Like, I was so zoned out. And to get behind the wheel of a vehicle and not really be paying attention is a disservice to me, and it's really dangerous for those around me. It's, Indeed. it's irresponsible not to be paying attention to what you're doing. And we all have found ourselves there, you know, whether it's that we're preoccupied or we're overly tired or, you know, we haven't even woken up yet. But certainly you bring up a good point. Please tell us, PJ, um, where do you find the most common misconceptions about self-defense? Like, what is it that people think? That's not really true. Well, we've already kind of hit on it, 
But a lot of people think that I am like a karate teacher or something. Like I'm going to teach you some, some cute little blocks. You can get in a weird stance. And then I can teach you to rip someone's heart out of their chest or, <laughs> you know, break someone's nose off into their brain. And that's not what I teach at all. I do teach certainly physical aspects of self-defense. Mm -hmm. But we want to avoid ever having to physically fight for our lives. Because I don't teach people how to, how to win contests. I teach people things that you're only going to use it if you need to fight for your life. If someone's on top of you and you put your thumbs into their eyes, you don't want to do that lightly. This is a life or death situation. And when you use that kind of violence, it is the only solution because you are in imminent danger of your life. And mm -hmm. we don't ever want to get to that situation. We want to we want to be situationally aware. We want to carry ourselves well. We want to learn to avoid that kind of danger so we never have to physically fight for our lives. Indeed. And that just comes right back full circle, you know, being physically aware so you don't find yourself being the target. Right. Um, love it. Love it. Now tell us when... When you decided to teach others to defend themselves, what motivated you to do that? Because, I mean, many of us, you know, are on train. Why me? Why not me? Um, it's all about me. And so you're actually sharing your gift with others. What motivated you to do that? Well, this one, I'm going to have to just be brutally honest. <laughs> the, the thing that motivated me was a woman from the Bible study at church, and she knew I was doing martial arts and trying to study self-defense. And she came up to me and asked, you know, could, I, could you come and show some of the women how to defend themselves? Oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that for the women around here. I love the women around here. I, certainly want them to be able to defend themselves and and feel a sense of power. Mm -hmm. uh, but the main thing, and again, just have to be honest, I'm terrible at almost everything. I could never throw or catch a ball. I can't fix your car. I can't do a lot of things. But this is something that I can share with the world to really serve others. Um, and any time that you can use your gifts and talents to serve God and serve others. Mm -hmm. you we can't all have at that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. We all have different talents and gifts and, you know, we've all been given our portion. So certainly, you know, you took the bull by the horns and stepped out on faith and did what you could do rather than, oh, wow, I can't do this and I can't do that. And you're making such an impact when you use your gift, you know, when you're walking in the steps that are ordered and ordained for you. And we see that in everything that you do, PJ, we would have never known if you wouldn't have told us. Thank you for being transparent. But you are so good at this. It was like, it's what you're born to do. Now, please share with us about your martial arts and MA experiences. So they were some of the best experiences of my life. I was very overweight and depressed when I graduated high school. And a cousin of mine was taking a Kung Fu class and I'm like, Oh, that's something I could do when I'm trying to get in better shape. And I'd actually really, really enjoy it. Cause I was very much obsessed with martial arts as a kid and never mm-hmm. really went away. You know, I grew up with the era where the Ninja Turtles were the biggest thing on the planet. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I went to class with him, and um, it was kind of an embarrassing first class. I wore these, like, black gym pants, and I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of it because I noticed my gym pants were on inside out. I'm just <laughs> hoping no one noticed. But I stuck around for that class with that class for uh, almost five years. And I made some very good friends there. I learned a lot. It changed me a lot. And um, I really kind of found people that could speak into my life there. Of course, my, my instructor, who was old enough to be my grandpa and really kind of took on that role to some extent in my life, Mm-hmm. And uh, a mentor that I speak to almost a daily on a daily basis to this day. Um, and then I, I found a Muay Thai class. Muay Thai is very physically demanding, mm-hmm. physically tough. And uh, that teacher was also teaching Russian martial arts, which is a... Uh, used by the KGB. It's a Russian military martial art. So I went, this looks really tough. This looks like I could, I would have to be really, really tough or this will make me really, really tough. Mm -hmm. So I went to go do that. And I stayed in there. Five years seems to be the magic number because I stayed there for almost five years. And then I was walking down the street one day and saw this MMA gym opened up by my house. And I went in and I'm like, okay, now this is even tougher than what I've done. And if I can even survive working out with these guys, then it must mean that I'm a pretty tough guy too. So I left and went to do MMA. Um, I had one MMA fight, which I won in a minute 
43, I believe, was the official time. And then I became the announcer for an MMA organization. Mm. I had some some really great times coaching and cornering MMA fighters and working out and training with them. I, I never wanted to be a competitive MMA fighter, but it was more of a what's test myself and see if I can even hang in there with this. And that transformed me a lot as a, a lot as an individual up until, up until that time I had been a pretty angry guy. Hmm. And it's like having that confidence in myself now I didn't have to be angry anymore. Wow. That is a wonderful, wonderful story. And in that, you know, um, I love the way that you pull out how others assisted and motivated you through your martial arts and MMA experience. Um, I know many people think of self-defense as fighting, as we've said many times already, but you have proven that it helps your mental and your physical health. It's not just to get in shape, but it, it helps your mental as well. And it boosts your self-esteem, which in turn empowers you, you know, to not be the target, to be comfortable and confident. And that's what I love about what you do. Yeah, it's it's extremely important. And that's really where self-defense starts. It kind of starts inside you and then you project it out into the world. And unfortunately, we live in a world where there's some bad people. And if you seem vulnerable, there are people that will want to prey on that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this is true. Um, I know that you live by and I live by and maybe many of our audience live by Memento Mori. Would you explain that concept and what it means to you? Yeah, it's a concept that I um, that I wrote about in Lessons in Personal Protection. And I think as far as uh, a self-defense and being motivated, it's a big thing. And you don't know how special it is that you're asking me this question today. Hmm. Um, this was... For, I, I believe you said this was going to come out next Saturday, but we are recording this on July 4th. Mm -hmm. And the last lesson that I was ever taught by my dad, who was, he was a pastor, he was a businessman, a lot of very good lessons to teach came from my dad, but uh, the last lesson I ever learned from him is he would say, I love you whenever we were saying goodbye or whenever we saw each other. He would always mm -hmm. tell me, you love me. Like ad nauseum, just like, Dad, this is a little bit overboard. You're being a little too gushy at, and flowery <laughs> at times. You don't need to. Take it easy, Dad. And 
he said that at a July 4th family barbecue. Oh, wow. And that was the last time I ever talked to my dad. He had a heart attack. He went into a coma. Um, and, of course, it's even, you know, this was 2013, but it's even difficult to talk about right now. Mm. But I don't think my dad would have ever regretted his last words to me. I don't think he would ever have taken back the fact that I love you was the la his last words to me. And it really transformed how I think about things like that. Memento Mori means remember death. It actually, uh, very roughly translated, is actually remember that you have to face death. And early Christians referenced this a lot as a reminder that they shouldn't be building up treasures in the world. They should be building up treasures in heaven mm -hmm. and that everything in this world is vanity. What I really learned from my dad is if you want to tell someone you love them, if you love someone, you need to tell them. You can't wait for that next time you're going to see them because you don't know if that next time will ever be there. Right. If you want to accomplish something with your life, if you want to try something, if you want to do something, if you want to build something, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So remember that you have to be dead. Remember you have to die. And that it sounds like a morbid thing, but it's also remember to live your life while you can. So don't mm -hmm. wait. Don't procrastinate. If, if you really want to do something, don't say it's not good enough to say, I'm going to do it someday. Yeah, that's something I want to do someday. That's something I want to accomplish today. You go out and you accomplish it now. But you tell your loved ones that you love them. You hug them. And don't worry about doing it too much because you never know when that last hug is going to be your final, the final time that you get to hug your loved one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, PJ, that is deep. I'm certainly sorry for your loss, but I love you. how you've taken that and turned it around and made something positive out of it. And, you know, we all have to put things in perspective. If you want to speak from a biblical aspect, you know, Ephesians does teach us it's meaningless. It is meaningless. Mm -hmm. All of this means nothing. We all come in the same way and we all leave out the same way. We have to make the dash matter, right? We don't choose the date, the begin or the end, but we choose what we do in the middle. And I love how you said, 
Show them now. I am constantly, constantly thinking about making memories and what when I'm not here and how I'm going to leave a legacy. And that's how I live my life. And I don't think that it's morbid. I think that it is very intelligent because we're to leave something for the next generation. And those memories are things that cannot be stolen. They're building up things that are in their mind that they can pass on. Um, to the generation even after that. Love how you say, do what you want to do now. Tomorrow's not promised. I know um, my mom would always say, do it now. And I'm like, oh my God, lady, get it together. <laughs> but then she broke it down to me when I was old enough. And she's like, now doesn't mean hop to it. You know, I'm bossing you around. She said, Amelia, it's no opportunity wasted. You have so many talents and so many gifts and you're wasting your time. And so again, that's what I do. If it's something I think, do it. I'm scared. Oh my God, I can't. I'm going to do it now. No opportunity wasted. I can grow as I go, but definitely love, love your outlook on that and totally agree with you. So PJ, we've talked about your women's Bible study group and self-defense, and that does seem like a <laughs> an oxymoron. Um, you know, Bible, you know, turn the other cheek. Um, and then self-defense, you know, I'm going to knock you out. Uh, but explain to us how it comes together and what we can do just on a daily, besides being aware, what we can do to stop ourselves from being considered as a victim by a possible predator? Well, I think we should definitely address the turn the other cheek because that's something that Christ taught us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was God made man. This was, this was power incarnate. So he had to, he had the opportunity to turn the other cheek because he was powerful enough to resist if he wanted to. Mm. So we don't have the opportunity to turn the other cheek if we're weak people. That's, that just becomes us being a punching bag. Yes. You know, it, I can't say there was this really big guy and he came up and just smacked me and I turned the other cheek. Well, no, I mean, you just, you just got smacked and you couldn't do anything even if you had had wanted to. You just got physically dominated is what happened. So that's different than, than turning the other cheek. I know that I can defend myself. So if someone were to, let's say, I, I'm never in a bar, so I don't know why I use that example a lot. But sometimes I'll be in like a sports bar or something that's not unheard of. But let's say someone comes up and bumps into me and then goes, hey, man, I bum you bumped into me and spilled my drink. I can go, oh, hey, I'm sorry about that. You know what? Let me get you another drink. And then I could even stick around and talk to him a bit and really cool him off and maybe even have a good time. But that's something that I've chosen to do. I'm not being bullied into it. 
because I know that we don't want to escalate this into physical violence. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I've taken responsibility for something that wasn't even really my fault, if we want to get technical about it. Mm -hmm. But I've de-escalated the situation because I can, because I know how to because it was my choice. He didn't push me up against the wall and say, hey, you little jerk, buy me another drink. And then I went, okay, sir, I'm going to buy you another drink. I'm so sorry that happened. I have chosen to do this. And there are definitely times that I can turn the other cheek. But if if it comes to you're going to steal my life away from me and deprive my family of that. Mm -hmm. My daughter's not going to have a father growing up because I turned the other cheek when someone was trying to murder me. I don't believe that's what turn the other cheek means either. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. You know, we have to rightly divide the word. And many times we are, you know, so gung-ho on quoting it that we don't study it and we don't learn it and we don't even divide it to see what it means and the circumstances around it. I love the way that you took the time and thank you. I love the way that you took the time to explain, you know, um, what is meant by it. Uh, some maybe don't open the Bible or aren't Christians, but they, they know how to quote that word when it's convenient for them and it's being misused in so many situations. So thank right. you. There's um, always a verse before and after the one that you want to cherry pick out. So you have yes. to quote it to me in context. We have to talk about what it really means in context. Yes, indeed. That is so true. And I love also how you explain that, you know, it's not about being big and tough and bad. And, you know, it's about de-escalation. You know, that too is a part of self-defense that's many times overlooked. It's a big part. Like I Mm -hmm. said, if I physically fight someone in a sports bar, they could get a sucker punch or something in and really injure me for life. I could injure them for life. I could do something where now I have this big legal headache. Mm -hmm. I don't want any of that to happen if I can avoid it. I can't always avoid it. But I'd much rather de-escalate. I'd much rather take a little bit of hit to my ego and and go, okay, I'm going to step back. I am going to not worry about how I wasn't at fault here. Not worry about how I'm the tougher guy. And then I I need to show everybody in the sports bar that I'm the tougher guy. I'm I'm just going to step back. I'm going to be meek about this. We're going to de-escalate it. And no one has to go to the hospital tonight. Wonderful um, perspective and way to look at things. You know, I think about self-defense. 
self-defense and I look at you and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, this is going to be a blood drawn fight if he got approached in a certain way. But I love how you're meek, how you're mild, but yet you're able to defend yourself. And that's how come God's able to use you and what makes you such a help to others. Because we all aren't built in that particular way or, you know, have that, um, have that portrayal of being tough, but yet we can be because it starts on the inside. And I love how you teach the whole um, self-defense, not just the small portion of, like you said in the beginning, you know, knocking somebody out. I uh, was looking and I see you had a series called Finish Him. Um, I know we did not go into depth in speaking about that, but I absolutely love it. I love the tips and things that you just give in that few minutes that you talk. And I'm speaking of on your Facebook page to finish him. Mm -hmm. Definitely anyone that's listening, I suggest that you go on and look at that. And of course, continue to keep in touch with PJ. Now, if there's one gem, one gem that you would like our audience to take away from the show today, please tell me, what would that be? Trust your gut, trust your instincts. You know, God gave you a mechanism to protect yourself. And we see that all throughout nature. Mm -hmm. If a dog is approached by someone that it has malicious intent, they will know it and they will growl at them. We, a lot of times ignore our survival instincts and go, well, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to seem judgmental. I'm going to give this person a chance. Mm -hmm. So we ignore the red flags. But if you're walking down the street and you get a bad feeling about someone, you need to trust that. Mm -hmm. It would better to be, it's better to be wrong and err on the side of caution than it is to ignore that and then you're getting dragged into a van because you ignored that. Absolutely. So if, if you ever feel like you're in a dangerous situation or if you get an icky feeling about someone, don't ignore that, take action. And what I always tell people, if you possibly can involve someone else, you know, if you're, if you're at the grocery store and you feel like some guy is just kind of leering at you really weird, there's security people at the grocery store and you can bug them and say, please escort me to my vehicle and make sure this guy doesn't watch me take off and get my license plate number. Mm -hmm. That's their job. But whenever you can get another person involved, get an ally involved, please do it. I'd, I'd rather you be safe than sorry in this case. All right. Truly. That is a gem. Um, Trust your instincts. Everybody use your God-given instincts. Do not ignore the red flags. And if you can, involve others. You've heard it from PJ Agnes himself. Take heed. What's next for PJ? 
Well, I've, I've uh, written those books. I would like to keep writing books. And I certainly don't think of myself as an author, but it's just another way to convey information to, to keep people safe. And so I am going to continue doing that. And I would like just a lot of short, easy to read books on the subject on Amazon. And it's, it's summertime. So I want to make sure that I don't do too much. I want to make sure that I am spending time with my family. I have uh, and we've talked about this before, a seven-year-old daughter. And just like you said, I want to make some memories for her this summer. And so my focus is really going to be on my family, and it needs to be on my family a lot more than it has been. Love, love, love that you are a man who is involved with and loves his family. You know, I did not put it out there, but I guess now I am. July is a healing month for me. And so for July, I am purposely each Saturday that Purifying Truths is airing, there will be a male guest to prove that there are good men out there. All men aren't monsters. And just to shine a light on men such as yourself that are doing things to illuminate their world and their neighborhood. You know, I, I really love that you use the word purposefully and that you are purposeful about that. Because again, that goes back to paying attention and doing things on purpose yes. and the world will be a better place when people really are purposeful about their behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Tell me, PJ, how can the audience connect with you? So on Facebook and Instagram, you can look for Archangel Protective Intelligence. I run an online intelligence community at uh, archangeloperations.us. And of course, uh, you can just type in my name, PJ, Agnes, A-G-N-E-S-S, on Amazon Kindle. And you will be able to find my two books that way. Um, hopefully, it will be three books, not too far into the distant future. But like I said, I'm not trying to work too hard this summer. Understood. Understood. There you have it. Um, I am an avid reader. I too am an author. So even though PJ has not asked, I am asking you audience, please, please, please purchase the book, but leave a review. Review does phenomenal things for authors. Leave a review. Please, please, please. I'm All so right. much more interested in the reviews than I am your two ninety nine or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting the word out is important and seeing what others think of it. So it helps us to critique ourselves and what we need to do and how we need to do it. So definitely 
Reviews are more important. Yeah, they're light, easy to read books. Uh, I wanted to make them fun. Camp X is actually about uh, the spies of World War II and their training. They trained at a place called Camp X. The lessons in personal protection is just a lot of life lessons and lessons about self-defense. They're not long, hard reads. Hopefully they're fun and funny. Uh, but I, I think that you'll get a lot out of it. Your audience will get a lot out of it. And that's why I put them out there. Wonderful. And definitely, I agree with you. It is a help. It is not only fun, funny, but beneficial. Thank you so much, PJ, for joining Purifying Truths. Is there anybody that you'd like to say thank you to or um, just mention that has poured into your life? Well, I mean, my wife and daughter, and I really try not to put their names out there That's fine. too publicly, but of course, my wife and daughter, and um, I mean, you, I want to say thank you to you for having me, and I just have really come to appreciate the work that you do. We have so many negative voices that we're bombarded with all the time. And I really appreciate that you are positive. Oh, God. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I try. I try. Every day is not full with rainbows and unicorns. But, you know, what's the point? What's the point in complaining? I am grateful that it's the day that I'm alive and I want to inspire others just as you are doing. Again, thank you, PJ. Yeah, we will definitely keep in contact, you and I. So absolutely. We never know where our paths are going to cross and how God's going to use us to work together. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Purifying Truths with A-Star. You can connect with A-Star on Facebook and Instagram at Facets of a Star. Also, the website is www.facetsofastar.com. Shine bright.